You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're going to talk about volunteering to help your mental health, part two. All right. Yeah, we started in part one just talking about, uh, just a quick review, talking about how volunteering and doing things for others helps you feel better. It, it raises your endorphin level. It makes your mind feel better. It makes you more active, helps you to connect with others. So we're going to continue on. And by the end of this episode, I'm also going to give you some resources where you may be able to uh, go volunteer yourself. And as usual, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff. My free hypnosis guide is always available. and. Uh, Come right back. All right. We'll be right there. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is happening, people? It's David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. We are here in the podcast Detroit Northville Studios. With me is Matt Fox, as usual. I, I'm reading. Uh, Just sitting in the background. Yeah, I'm kind of reading messages. Right, getting from from Jamie. Yeah, still my, drunk on, dialing on my phone. Yeah. I <laughs> 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 like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? I know something about anal probe dinners. I gotta whoa, read. Whoa, I gotta what? read these. <laughs> <gasps> oh, great Odin's Raven. It's crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, Matt. Fo- that's Matt Fox with me, folks. In case you didn't know, yeah. uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, he's my producer, and uh, yeah, he, I, he, he makes all the magic happen as far as uh, this audio, this, I got, this fantastic audio you're hearing. And if you're listening for the first time, yeah. um, yourselves, honestly, stick with this guy because you will <laughs> learn so much than that you that you didn't know. <laughs> you will know because I have a new favorite uh, uncle. In this day, yeah, and Uncle Milty, Uncle Milty. Yes. So you know, you learn so much from this gentleman. So please stick. Oh, with th- thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm very important. Uh, <laughs> I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you where you can find me, folks. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. On my website, you'll find all the stuff you'd find on a website, my podcast page, my store page, where you can find all of my products. And uh, actually, there's also a page where you can see uh, previews and clips of uh, my past hypnosis shows that I've done. Um, And for those of you who might be listening for the first time, I am a hypnotherapist. And as you heard in the intro, I also do stage hypnosis shows. They don't say that specifically, but it does state I've hypnotized thousands of people from all over the country, which is true. Um, that's that through a lot of that stage hypnosis. So um, hopefully keep our fingers crossed this year. We can get back to some semi normalcy and start having in-person shows again. Oh, I, I know I, I off topic. Well, not on that topic, but off on a tangent a bit. Um, I do have some colleagues that have, that have started doing shows again and they're able to, because typically I'll, I'll go, like I said, I won't go off too far on the tangent, but typically when you do a hypnosis show, you get 
whatever the size of your crowd is, you typically would have 10, 20, even 30 chairs on stage right next to each other, like right. right up close. Because when, when I hypnotize a group of people, I want them as tight in as they can be. Mm-hmm. Because the science of it is that if somebody next to you is active and responding, it, the, the next person will kind of follow along. Like dominoes. And not, bl- not blindly, but, but they just feel more comfortable because they know they're not isolated. Okay. So they don't feel like they're, um, in some way, they're singled out ah. or, or, or the focus of all the attention. So it helps people relax more because they have that that group concept. Hmm. So I have I have had colleagues start doing shows where they have people separated, you know, five six feet apart, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's just a different look, and it's it's right. it's something that we have to deal with for now, and everybody wearing masks as well because a lot of times. You know, as a hypnotist or as a hypnotherapist, I, I always read people's facial expressions and, and try to gauge where they're at as far as their level of trance. And I, I, as long as I can see their eyes, that's the important right. thing. But I guess we're, we're going to need a getting, bigger stage. Getting the rest of it, you know, the mouth and things, yeah. it, it's it's still a challenge. But but we'll do it because we're, uh, we're, we're at some point we're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. You're, just, this, you're just so. going to need a bigger stage. That's all. No, that's, that's true. Yeah. You get 20, 30 people on a stage. Yeah. Yeah. Just just we'll just <laughs> stagger them. Yeah. This, that, that's so yeah hopefully we'll get back to that so oh we will um you can find me on social media facebook and youtube motor city hypnotist and on twitter and instagram both are motor city hypno and if you would like to contribute financially to the show you can also find me on patreon and for minimal contribution a month uh just help to support the show uh you can get early access to my the podcast itself audio you can get uh, cool stuff, cool swag, like uh, this coffee mug. There he is. Uh, and this T-shirt. that I'm wearing my T-shirt today, so I can show that off. You are we a wa- you're a walking billboard. Absolutely. And right. and also, if, if you have something you want to plug, I can also plug that on the show for you, um, depending on what level you choose or what tier you choose. So, so take a look at that on Patreon. And as usual, I'm giving away a free hypnosis guide, which I do every episode. And my Hypnosis for Confidence MP3, which is a free download. And if you would like to join my private Facebook group, which is called Empower Your Mind for Success, you can uh, find that link in the show notes as well uh, and hit me up there. Um, And that will be used eventually in the next month to um, promote my online course called Empower Your Mind for Success. And I'll give you more details about that as that fleshes out awesome i think i have three of three of five modules done right now good so for you we're working on that yeah. so we'll, we'll that one that one will get out there there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it so it's a lot take, of stuff yeah, yeah take your time with that make sure it's right for you absolutely yeah. and for your and, and for your folks yeah oh absolutely and and um i i know i'm i have a, a couple of colleagues that i'm working with we, we kind of we kind of meet weekly just to discuss business things and, mm-hmm. and they're developing courses as well and um there, there's a lot. There's a lot of tendency, like I have to get this done. Let's just get it out there, and uh, sometimes that doesn't work so well. <laughs> but you guys are volunteering your time to do this. Well, sure, but but the whole goal here is is to be able to get a course out that's that's usable and and helpful for people. So you want it to be good, right? You know, just want to be throwing crap out there. And, no, of course not. You know that people be, you know. <laughs> you have a brain like a chicken. Yeah, maybe. Bark, bark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. The important thing is wherever you're listening, whatever podcast platform you listen on, um, 
Spotify, iTunes, wherever it is, subscribe and leave a review because I appreciate you listening. Honestly, I really do. But if you don't subscribe, we don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I know they do track downloads and things like that. Yes, they do. But subscribers are really big. So if, if wherever you're listening, just subscribe and also leaving a review helps tremendously. So please do that for me. All right. It's time for our winner of the week. That's how winning is done. All right. So I teased this last episode. You did. Uh, we do a lot of winners of the week. And, and I'm, I'm, I even mentioned last time I've been focused for this for the last couple episodes. I don't know why. They're animal stories. So this this it's a great story. It, it, it's, a, it's a bit sad, but, but it ends up great. Mm-hmm. All right. I got my tissues ready. Okay. Ready. So I'm, I'm just going to read part of the story because that will explain it best. Pawpaw, which is a dog, okay. sits in his high chair, having just chowed down his dinner. Okay. It's the first line of the story. So just picture that for a minute. I got Pawpaw. Pawpaw's the dog sitting in his high chair, <laughs> having just chowed down dinner. Do we have a t- that breed of uh, said animal? Oh, uh, it is a... <laughs> I have a, it's like a terrier type dog. Okay. I actually have a picture of, yeah, yeah. It's a terrier type dog. Okay. Um, because the muscles in the dog's esophagus don't work properly, the special chair allows gravity to help food reach his stomach. Mm -hmm. But like a baby, he needs to burp before he can get down. Ah. (laughs) So. His owners, Bernie Knob and Tim Belovich, do their best to keep the 16-year-old terrier mix entertained, telling stories and singing. <laughs> so they tell stories and sing with the dog. <laughs> okay. Here's, here's, another, here's another groan line for you, Matt. Okay. They sing to him, how much is that pawpaw in the window? <laughs> I ain't listening to you no more. Uh just the visuals in my head right now are just no no don't shut me up so the couple's devotion to pawpaw stems from their commitment to caring for any animal they adopt and a promise to a dying man okay so follow me so far yes in the spring of 2019 pawpaw needed a new home he'd spent the last three years happily living in san francisco with a man named john weston who used a wheelchair due to Lou Gehrig's disease, also known as ALS. Mm-hmm. Papa often put his paws on the chair so Weston could pet him. But when Weston's health began rapidly deteriorating, he needed to find Papa a loving forever home before he passed away. Mm. So John Weston adopt so John Weston originally adopted Papa from Get Ready for It, Muttville, <laughs> Senior Dog Rescue. We've heard we've, we've we've heard of Muttville before. We have. Yes. Yes, we have. Yes. And it's not Mudville. There's no joy in Mudville today. No, there's like not. Like Casey at the Bat. It's no. Muttville. Muttville. M-U-T. M-U-T-T-V-I-L-L-E. Yeah. Senior Dog Rescue in San Francisco. So the team at Muttville Senior Dog Rescue was ready to help. So um blah blah blah. They they uh <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to read this. The story is honestly like two pages, three pages long. Oh my goodness! So, so, so Muttville really wanted John to be taken care of, and him getting the dog somewhere where he knew he'd be taken care of. Correct. Um, and he said he said he felt this overwhelming sense of duty to do this for the dog. So Muttville put out a call for potential adopters on social media, including a video of Weston and Pawpaw, and 
on, on the caveat that the owner, John Weston, the sick guy, would like to meet the potential adopters. Um, Bernie, which is the new owner and Papa, bonded the first time they met. So long story short, they adopted out this dog to this couple mm-hmm. from the old guy who was just too sick to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And the dog had special needs because he's 16. He can't eat normally. He's got to eat in a high chair right. and eat his dinner. And they have to burp him before he can get down because of this esophageal issue. Um, his owner, Weston, Mr. Weston, died three days after he adopted him out oh to this couple. Goodness. Yeah. Because he knew Papa was going to be taken care yes. of. Yes. He waited till Papa was, was set before going. Damn you, David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I'll, I'll, I'll get you even further, Matt. Here's a picture of Papa. Oh, I know. You, oh, okay. Just that face. Yep. There, that there's face. Papa in his high chair <laughs> at his dinner table. Oh, the face. Feed me. I'm in my high chair. <laughs> You know, that's Papa. You know, that's the first time I've actually seen a terrier mix in a high chair. Because uh, I'm usually used to seeing <laughs> in a high you know, chair. You know, I, I'm usually usually seeing bulldogs because bulldogs tend tend to have oh the, the esophageal, esophageal issues. Yes, because of their nose yep, and they're yep. kind of squished mm-hmm. in. It's the first time I've seen a terrier. Honestly, mix I've I've never seen a dog in a high chair. Really? That I that I can think of. Huh. I mean, I've never put one there. <laughs> I mean, myself. What in blazes are you talking about? I I don't know. Uh, Amy just popped in and says hi. Oh, Amy. Yes. Hey, sis. Love you, too. <laughs> yeah, Amy, wait, I haven't told any stories about Camp Dearborn, so you're safe. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> I still have the mic on, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, a great story. It's it's sad in a way, but it's great in a way. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, this owner was sick. He knew he was going to pass away. He wanted Papa to have a good, loving home. Yeah. Guy, people who would take care of him, and this couple adopted him, and he was able to go. Yeah. So yeah. So our winner of the weeks, all the people involved, and Papa in particular. Yeah. That's how winning is done. Yes, sir. How so? <laughs> back to it. How much is that Papa in the window? <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, that was. I knew you'd love that one. <laughs> Thank you. I ain't listening to you no more. <laughs> I'm done. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, Matt's Matt's in the booth crying, so he'll be okay. He's fine. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are talking again. Let's get, let's get on to business here, folks. Yes. Uh, let's talk about uh, volunteering and how it can help your mental health. Uh, we covered in last episode in part one how that volunteering helps. In many areas, it helps counteract the effects of stress, anger, anxiety. It helps combat depression. Volunteering makes you happy. And that's, that's determined by studies that were done, research that were done, uh, that discover that being helpful to others gives, gives pleasure. It's an innate pleasure in human beings mm-hmm. to help other people. Um, so we stopped off on that part and I just want to give you some other positives of it. It increases self-confidence. When you do good for others and you accomplish things, you just feel better about yourself, which increases your self-confidence. It provides a sense of purpose. Now, this is especially important with older adults because sometimes, and, and I, I'll, I'll say it very carefully, and I'm not, I'm not like trying to be a downer, especially after Pawpaw's story, but a lot of times older people lose that sense of purpose because they feel like, well, 
you know, I'm retired. I don't have a job. I, you know, the prime of my life is done. What, you know, what purpose do I have now? Some folks are even like, I'm busier in retirement than I was when well, I that, had a That's true to too, which yeah. is a great thing. And, and yeah. I always say, if people are going to stop working, you need to, you, you need to structure something else in its place. And, and especially it's something that you like to do. Mm-hmm. So definitely older adults, especially those who might have retired or maybe lost their partner for some reason, mm-hmm. um, they can get great satisfaction out of volunteering. And volunteering helps you stay physically active. You're just moving. You're doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, the studies that, that I mentioned earlier, the research, said that older volunteers tend to walk more, find it easier to cope with everyday tasks, are less likely to develop high blood pressure, and have better thinking skills than those, those who did not volunteer. Hmm. Yeah. The thinking, can, the problem solving, because uh-huh. they're put into a just, situation that's just being, just being active and interacting and yeah. keeping that that brain and and physical function going. It and this, the research also said it can lessen symptoms of chronic pain and reduce the risk of heart disease. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also said people with disabilities or chronic health conditions can benefit greatly from volunteering. Yes, please. Yeah, they just say that it that it takes their minds off of. Well, especially those with chronic pain, mm-hmm. it refocuses their mind on something productive rather than just being inactive and kind of sitting in the pain. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but um, if, if you're if you're just inactive and you're just kind of just whatever you're doing, maybe you're just watching TV, and, and that can take your time your mind off of it. But but just actually moving and doing things is just going to take your mind off of the pain itself right. and make you feel better. But for chronic pain folks, you know, being being a spouse of, you yeah. know, my my wife does have, is a chronic pain patient, mm-hmm. right? But you know, I she has to do it in small <laughs> doses though, because then she'll get a flare up. So those small stints of energy, absolutely, you, you have to be very careful, walk that fine line, but you find your balance. Yeah, and, and make sure it's something that you can handle. Make mm-hmm. sure it's not something you're overdoing it. Right. But a lot of people, um, a lot of people, they said that even people in wheelchairs have opportunities to volunteer mm-hmm. because they just there are jobs that everybody can do, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about advancing your career. You can you can learn valuable job skills. Absolutely. May, maybe you learn how, how to how to deal with people or how to interact with people, mm-hmm. or maybe you learn new skills as far as the, the volunteer job that you're doing. I wouldn't say this was a volunteering, yeah. uh, but I actually, uh, it's not a skill that I learned, but I helped someone else learn a skill. Oh, nice. Um, a young lady was actually at a Seven Eleven. She actually was delivering flowers and she had driven from Ohio to where we are in Michigan, in uh-huh. Troy, Michigan. Right. right. Yeah. And she had to put windshield washer fluid in the car because she had ran out. And she couldn't figure out where Which the knob one to put it in. No, where the knob was to actually open the hood. <laughs> oh, it was under the steering oh. wheel and it was hidden. So I, I go in there and I pick up a few items and I come and the young lady inside was saying, "Yeah, she can't open up the. She can't figure out how to open up the hood." So I'm like, what "I'll the take a fuck look." Yeah. Are you? Doing? I'll ta- I'm like, <laughs> right. "I'll take a look." And, and it was a car I've never driven before. Right. You know, I had never, right. So I'm looking under the steering wheel. I'm like, and it was hidden. It was. It was like. I was like, there's no wonder you can't find it because it was so well hidden. It's, it's amazing used to, because they're, the, I mean, even in my own vehicle, there are rare times that I open the hood, like when I get an oil change. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be like, that's the parking brake. Wait, where is it? <laughs> I, I, I can't remember. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. how often do you use it? You really don't. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't necessarily a teacher skill, but it's just keeping your head on a swivel and paying attention to your surroundings mm-hmm. and offering offering up your services, your help. 
you yep. know, to help another individual because she would have been sitting there for another half hour in the seven degree weather outside trying to figure out how to open a hood yep. on a Dodge Caravan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, you're right. And, and, and plus two, it, it helps, it, it, it helps that you helped her without making her feel stupid. Mm-mm. You know, because people are like, oh, I don't, I don't, where, where's my hood thing at? No, I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want her to freeze. And I'm like, no, I'll, we'll find it together. You I'm, know, we made it a, a mission. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back a bit when I was in college. So I had a friend and, um, you know, I, I went away for college. I was living on campus and, mm-hmm. and we were, I, I, th- there were a group of us going, I don't know if we were, we were going out somewhere, but maybe it was to dinner or something, but, um, she she had she had asked me. She said, "Oh, she goes, I'll drive, but she goes, my cars doesn't smell right." And I'm like, "Doesn't smell right." Oh, so I so I went out with her, and and she started the car, and it just smelled like just burning, like like just mm. just like just just burnt, you know, Toast? rank smell. Oh. Yeah, it, it was just very. It's quite pungent. Yeah, it stings the nostrils. So I I checked her oil, totally God. empty. Oh. Like nothing, dry. The uh, dipstick was dry. Not a, not a drop of oil in it. Oops. She goes, "Why?" Well, I didn't know. And I'm like, "Well, no, gonna know. It's you liquid. Know? It'll evaporate, yeah. it'll burn well, off." And- yeah, it just, yeah, it just. But, but, I, but, I mean, it's just, just even helping somebody just say, "Okay, this is, this is what you need to do from this <laughs> point going forward." Here's, the, here's the thing. You know, you put, the, you pour the put oil, oil in here. In. Yeah, yeah, just. You know, and just check it every so often. Every three, three to six thousand yeah, miles. Yeah. When just take a look at it. it and changed. of course, I I know a lot of you young, a lot of you youngsters out there are probably <laughs> saying, "Why didn't the dummy light come on?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't, I don't even know if it had one. It was probably. I mean, I went, I was in college in eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. So of eighteen hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> I could have. I could have swore that yeah, there were oil lights in the eighties. I could have swore that there I were. I mean, there could be. There could have been, and maybe she just ignored it. Who knows? You I, never. I, know. I don't yeah. remember. I know it was an older car then, so it probably had to be a late seventies type right. of car or something like that. But yeah. Um, so yeah, just just as far as helping others. Mm-hmm. So now I, th- there's there's so many volunteer opportunities available. So what I want to do is focus on like wh- what's what's gonna if you wanted to volunteer, and I know some people may have never even thought about this yet. I mean, they might be thinking right now, oh, that would be nice. I'd like to do something. So what what do I do? Who do I call? Where do I go? And I know there are a lot of other things that a lot of other resources, Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, the Google, the Google machine, you the know? Google machine, yeah, the Google machine. <laughs> um, so I would, I would ask you these questions and, and I'll, I'll leave these in the show notes for you as well. Like, like, do you like to work with people? Well, that would be number one. Right. I mean, if, if you don't necessarily like working with people, maybe you want to volunteer in a, in a animal shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like dealing with children? If you do, then maybe you want to volunteer for something. Childcare wise. Yeah. Childcare wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like being on your own and doing something for people? Maybe you volunteer to help old people learn the computer or something. Right. You know, the library always as in your public libraries are such an important yep. resource. Yep. They always are looking for volunteers and animal shelters are always looking. But if, if you're struggling to figure something out, you know, go to the local library and they will help you find something that, that you can volunteer for. Absolutely. The local community center. They're always looking for volunteers. Yes. yes. And you'd be surprised how many people want volunteers there. Like you said, Matt, they're always looking for people to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. 
So the other question is, do you prefer to work alone or, or with other people? Right. That will make a difference. And, and, and find out from, from who you're asking. Um, do, do you want to be in front of people directing or do you want to just be in the background just doing a job? Mm-hmm. Uh, that will uh, that will make a big difference on what you're doing. Right. Um, how much time can you commit? And, and really that needs to be important up front. You don't want to get – because a lot of times people will volunteer, unfortunately, and, and, and they get locked in. They think – Oh, this is way too much time out of my day or right. out of my week or, right. and, and then they get discouraged with it because they can't, you know. So just make sure, like, if you commit to something or you want to volunteer, say, Hey, I have an hour a week. What mm-hmm. do you want me to do? You talked about advancing your career. Yes. You know, if you, if you're in, you know, the banking industry, if you're in the manufacturing industry, there are committees, uh, within that realm that you can join locally. So yep. you could maybe become the treasurer of that committee. Ah, good. You one. know what? Yep. You are looking to expand your career in, in, in that arena. You know what? That's what the, that's what employers are looking for. Uh-huh. That outside commitment from that nine to five. Yep. Right. Absolutely. So. Yep. Um, and, and I've done, I've, I've went in and, and, and talked to, um, Elks clubs and and um, elks again. All right, yeah. Oh, we're back to elk. Yeah, <laughs> we had, we had an elk on the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of these these community groups. Um, you know, VFW, yes, uh, uh, yeah. Moose. You yeah. know, all, all the all the uh, oh the guys with the hats. Um, I'm yeah. trying to remember the guys with uh, all the, the water buffaloes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's always there are organizations that yep. are looking for. Help. Yes. And, you know, if you have the extra time and you want to donate that time, volunteer, make it, make it a reason, make it a purpose. Absolutely. And, and what causes are important to you? Like I said, I think my cause would be animals that that's what I would like to, you know, there's so many, so many animals that are not taken care of or, oh, I, I don't even want to bring this up, but uh, there's a Facebook feed on, of of course, it, it was somebody I know, somebody who I, actually, I, I grew up, this, we, we were friends as kids. Mm. We grew up across the street from each other. So I'm, we're Facebook friends, but she, she does a lot of work for animal shelters and she posted a picture and um, the, the uh, I forgot what city it was. It was down river somewhere, but somebody had left a dog out in dog house with puppies and they all died of cold, of the freezing cold. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it's it, and it bums me out. And she said, she goes that you know we 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 want people to, and the reason they were found because they had volunteers going out to check. Check. Yes, but unfortunately they couldn't save them. Yeah. But, but but I mean, think about that. You you could be saving saving a pet's life. Mm-hmm. There are a number of rescues and locally here mm-hmm. you have you have the Detroit Dog Rescue. Yep. Right. Um, you have the Bulldog Rescue as well. The Detroit Bulldog Rescue. There are there are so many causes on the animal side mm-hmm. here in our own state of Michigan. But whatever wherever you live, seek them out if you want to volunteer time for the animals. Absolutely. Or just, like I said, go to your library. They are always looking for people. Always. And and if you guys, I mean, since we're on animals, and again, I'm a big animal lover, make sure you turn into Animal Talk mm. podcast, Animal Talk. Oh, thanks for that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Matt yeah. is a co-host of that with Jamie, mm-hmm. um, and and they do that every Thursday. Thursdays at six thirty and or seven, depending upon when go. someone else gets here. Yep, <laughs> and a lot of good information there. Um, I actually <laughs> actually sent a message in when my dog bit me a couple couple months back, and we we helped somewhat resolve. Somewhat, that. I mean, yeah. pretty much it was don't mess with him. Yeah, uh, it's not that important. Let let him have the paper. Let him have the tissue. That's <laughs> not worth fighting for. Yeah. <laughs> 
and and oh, don't get me wrong, folks. Don't my my dog's not an a hole. He, he's the most loving dog, but he's he's like a, he that switch flips in oh, yeah. in very rare circumstances. Like ninety nine point nine percent of the time, he's fantastic. But that's fair. Yeah. So, <laughs> how can how can you find? Well, let's talk about it. And, and Matt just mentioned local library is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, community theaters, museums. Oh, yeah, that's that. a good one. I'll, yeah. I'll give you. I'm going to give you volunteer opportunities here. Shame on me for not thinking of uh, theater <laughs> service organizations that I mentioned, such as Lions Clubs, Rotary, mm-hmm. VFW. A lot of those community organizations. Again, this one: local animal shelters, rescue organizations, uh, youth organizations, sports teams, after-school programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is an interesting one, historical restorations, national parks, conservation organizations, mm, mm-hmm. um, of course, churches, churches and synagogues. I haven't heard hospital yet. Hos- hospital would probably be a good one. Uh, and that's, um, and that's a good one, man. I should have it on my list. It's not, but, um, that would be a great place too. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just to, uh, th- some of the great stories I see is when, Guys just go in. There's a guy on YouTube, um, and he does um, – his name is Cosplay Chris. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen I, his YouTube I, channel. I've seen, I've seen clippets of uh, – So yeah. this, this guy's great because he, he, made, like, he made a full, full Batman, Ben mm-hmm. Affleck Batman costume. Right. Everything. I mean full like under muscle suit and everything. Wow. And he was visiting – the hospital to visit kids and, and sick adults. Awesome. And they loved it. Yeah. They just loved it. The other one that I've seen is a gentleman that dresses up as Spider-Man yep. and he's outside and he's washing the windows. If he's dressed up as Spider-Man yep. and, he's, and he's saying hi to the kids. Yes. Are, yes. That just, it just endears me. Yep. Just like, that's so brilliant. <laughs> and that's something you just, yeah, he just said, I, I mean, one, he loves making the suits and that's, yeah. that's part of, part of the, 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 the fun of it is mm-hmm. making something like that, but yeah. then to share it with other yeah. people. Yeah, that's we, the great thing. We've talked about a few uh, celebrities that impersonate superheroes. Tom Holland, he actually <laughs> that goes impersonate. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah. He's actually gone into the hospital dressed up as Spider Man yep. and it just surprises the kids. Uh huh. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so th- some other places, real quickly, to find. Uh, there's a site called Volunteer Match. You can actually put in your interests, and that will give you. It's not ancestry.com. No, it's, it's not ancestry. It's Volunteer Match, <laughs> right. and it's not a dating site. <laughs> No. 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 Don't shut me up. Um, There's a site called Idealist um, that finds opportunities locally or internationally. Uh, The National and Community Service, it's a federal organization offering volunteer positions across the United States. Um, Volunteer.gov is a directory of environmental volunteer opportunities. The Peace Corps, of course, right. we've all heard of. Yes. Actually, my, my wife had a, a good friend of hers. Her and her husband spent time in the Peace Corps. I think she might correct me if she's calling, but uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, probably Africa, maybe? She might pop in and correct me on that. But they, they were definitely out of the country for, for a couple of years, I think, wow. volunteering in the Peace Corps. Good for them. And the American Red Cross. 
is another great resource as far as volunteer activities. American Heart Association is another one. The, you know, the bigger ones, United Way yep. and what have yep. you. You know, they're yep. they're out there's, there. There's so many opportunities. So, so yep. I would encourage everyone if you just want to do something that's good, something that makes you feel good. And and honestly, this does the whole point of this. And I know we are a, a hypnosis mental health podcast. And the reason I bring up some of these some of these subjects that seem kind of random because they do have some some basis in fact as far as you 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 will feel better if you volunteer and do something meaningful for someone else. And it, it might sound cliche or trite, but it does. But it, it's 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 really something that if if you do it, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll know what that feeling is, yes. and you will just feel better for it. So I encourage everybody. You know, volunteer and then then draw, shoot me up something on on social media and let me know what you're doing. That'd be great. I'd love mm-hmm. to just shout it out. If you if you want to understand what Dave is saying, watch the last I would say ten minutes of the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray. Uh huh. Just watch the last ten minutes in his monologue. Yes, you'll get, totally understand yep. what he's saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. So yeah, get out there and volunteer, folks. So I appreciate you being with me. We will be back in the meantime. Laugh hard. <laughs> I love it. We'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. Okay. Change your thinking. Change your life. Laugh hard. Run fast. Be kind. We'll see you next time. <laughs>